Hello and welcome back to Tells. My name is Borsi and this podcast is on poker and love. I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Nimi. Hello, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Fine. You didn't, you didn't send me your link to your very, your most personal interview <sighs> with Kara Scott. Kara. Is it Kara or Kara? Uh, I'd have say, to ask her. Most people say Kara, but if you say Kara, I'm sure she won't mind. Is she American? No. So it's Kara. Okay. Uh, I think. What is she? She ha- she holds several passports, oh. so I'm not positive. Nice. Exactly what she would refer she, to herself as. Where she hails from. Um, but yeah, I did a I did a podcast, my most personal podcast ever, with Kara slash Kara Scott. Kara Scott. Sorry, Kara O'Kara, if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Yeah, but it was great. What did you talk about in this very personal interview? You'll just have to go and listen. You didn't but, send me the link. This is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. You can Google it. I'm sure it'll show up. No, I'll send you the link. <laughs> um, so tell me what was the most exciting thing to happen in this week ending December 19th, 2020, besides the fact that Bitcoin broke $20,000. I was going to say, all, all, <laughs> all time highs in Bitcoin. That's definitely the most exciting thing. Is it not? <laughs> uh, is it not? To celebrate, Andrew said we should go for a bike ride (laughs) (laughs) on the, uh, so. I must be getting old. Recently, we've been taking an afternoon ride uh, with the, what is it called? Bike share, Mm -hmm. the local Vegas bike share. Mm -hmm. And that was Andrew's, the epitome of celebration. Celebration for new all-time highs. You think it holds? Uh. Probably, yeah, I think so. But what is it at now? 23,000? 23, 24,000, I think. 24,000. Yeah, as of today. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a choppy ride on the the coins of bits. The coins of bits? <laughs> it's going to always be a bumpy ride, I think. Uh, at least for the foreseeable future, because it's like um, still like pretty low market participation compared to other assets. And therefore, every time there's like, a big buyer or seller, it's going to move the market a lot or number, uh, several numbers of big buyers or sellers. It's going to move the, the market more off, more sizable compared to other markets. Is this what they tune in for? You think, do you think we get 25 K on Christmas day? Hey, that'd be fun. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, what do we know? Hmm. It's- what do we know? But that was the most exciting part of my week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a pandemic, so I mean, what what all can really happen? Well, it it appears lots is happening. New restaurants are opening in Las Vegas. New restaurants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to give one a shout out? <laughs> no, because you haven't been to them. <laughs> You've just seen them open. I've just seen them open, and in the Las Vegas Weekly, that's about it. Are you going to take me on a date to one of these once the uh, ability to go freely and enjoy yourself without fear? Is, is available, is possible? Every single one. You're going to take me on a date to all of them? Every single one. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, who's who's uh, who's more proactive in the whole, like, we should do this category together, dating-wise? Dating With that face, I assume you mean you. You would like to just be left alone. Like, if you can <laughs> just be left 
sort of semi-horizontal, sort of 75% horizontal because <laughs> you like, I think you'd be pretty happy most of the time. Maybe most of the time, but I like the occasional date. Yeah, but I like, I'm jealous of Austin, who is our friend's little one. And she posts on, you know, social media. He goes out like three times a day. To do what? To the park, mm. to play in the street with his Ferrari. And yeah. Just like, I mean, it's a little tough. I mean, they're on a cul-de-sac, so they got that going for them. Like but, I don't uh, even leave the house sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sad. Yeah, it's depressing. I mean, part of it is the fact that we live in a, in an apartment, I think. You know, if we had a backyard, it would be nicer. You think you would go outside? Uh, yeah, Andrew? I do think so. Really? Yeah, especially if we had some grass. Put my feet in the grass, spread my toes out. Do you know how controversial grass is? As far as watering it? Yeah. And how much grass we have or lawn that we have versus like planting place or living space. America has a lot of Great. lawn. Good for us. We're number one. <laughs> um, you don't want to talk about the controversial, no. the controversy sounds, of grass. Sounds kind of boring. I'm sure we can just Google it. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, we are going to go look at a house later today. Mm. What do you think the chances are that we purchase this house? Negative 2%. <laughs> They're going to have to pay us some money before we end up buying this house is what you're saying. Right. I'm looking for negative interest rates, oh. just like the Fed is doing. If it, That's not how it works, though. What? When you get a loan, if it goes to negative <laughs> interest rates. It's not like they pay you to buy a house. Well, you pay no interest, right? I guess so. I don't know. You'd pay no interest until... Even if it was negative interest rates, though, the banks would still charge interest. Yeah. So we would never get the benefit of anyway, negative interest rates. So you think 0% we're going to buy this house? I was going to say like 2%, but I yeah. thought negative would be better. Um, I yeah. think 4%. 4%. 4.75% even. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll go. We'll see. And um, I mean, I've never been called to Henderson A. Called to it? What do you mean? Like there's never been a pull to Henderson. All right. Well, I guess so, I need to sell you on the dream, the Henderson dream. Perhaps. I've never been pulled to it either, to be honest with you. I mean, there are a lot of like really nice houses. Yeah, in there's like lots of nice neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. There's Green Valley Ranch. Okay. There's, a, there's a pizza rock inside Green Valley Ranch. There's a pizza rock inside there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. See, now it's up to 3% for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so this week is our last week of questions. Yes. Shall we dive straight into the grand the finale? Questions? I suppose we should. Otherwise, we're just going to be rambling about interest rates. <laughs> Nobody's interested in interest rates. Maybe that'll be our next topic after we finish the questions for the next show. Interest rates. Macroeconomics. Sounds great. And love. <laughs> Macroeconomics and love. Well, if people fight, if most people fight about money, mm-hmm. economics plays. But we don't fight about money. Part. Yeah, because I spend all the money. You don't spend any money. What's to fight about? <laughs> L- really? What you don't really t- spend the money, though. Nobody spends the money. So there's nothing to fight about. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Maybe I better start spending some money. Maybe we're boring. Maybe we don't have enough desires. 
you yeah. know like you don't want to buy a boat and i'm like why are you buying a boat and i right. don't want to buy hermes bags yeah for me to get mad at you over yeah probably Seems weird let's get exciting I, well i think the thing is that like we would probably both want to spend money on the same thing like travel or something sure yeah, I mean, I just like experience. I'm trying to find things for us to fight about. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you wouldn't, you're not so open to the idea of spending $2,500 on a hotel room. Right. Even though you like travel. But yeah, you want to you kick I it up would, a little notch. I would enjoy that experience yeah. very if much. If we can get something for under 100 bucks, that's in my comfort zone. Yeah, and usually there's nothing. You can usually find a holiday inn somewhere. No, usually a red roof inn. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I'll holiday and it's like 115 it's, no. <laughs> that's out of the discussion okay what if anything is too serious to be joked about uh it's pretty funny because you will occasionally make jokes about things that <laughs> i either don't think that i am allowed to or comfortable to do so mm. uh mainly about race so I don't think that it's not uh, too serious to be joked about. It just has to be done from either a place of like experience, meaning like joking about your own people or um, not like talking down about people. Like it just it involves a lot of like tact and it's uh, it's tough to do from my perspective. And have it done well and and hit appropriately. So you think you don't have the tools to do it appropriately? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm not a comedian, so it's probably going to not land. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't have the skill set, and I also am not sure that I have the uh, perspective either. What sort of perspective do you think you should have? Uh, do you think you have? Well, I think like black experience? people can make jokes about black people. Yeah. Obviously. Sure. Uh. But white people make jokes about white people. Well, yeah. But I don't have the experience as a black person. So how can I make jokes about, in, you know, in that regard? Mm. So. But it's not like I don't think other people should. Okay. Uh, so you're just talking from a personal perspective. So yeah. do you think comedians should be able to make jokes about there should be nothing I don't think, yeah, I don't think anything is off limits. Okay. Um, but it takes talent, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't have it. <laughs> and shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. And, and like, I think a lot of people just like go for like the edginess and it's like just not really that clever. Right. It's just like the shock factor. Yeah. That's what they after rather yeah. than the... Try to like... Yeah, get the shock factor, like get discussion or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's not clever enough and it's lame, that that uh, tactic. Got what it. do you think? Yeah, I initially I thought like illness, disability was just not something to be joked about. More recently, I was like, okay, well, anything's up for to be joked about just depends who is doing the joking, right? Right. Um, and then especially after I watched Daniel Sloss, uh, so he's a comedian, uh, an English comedian on Netflix, and he was joking about his sister's disability. 
and initially i was so shocked i was like uh i don't think i'm supposed to laugh but the delivery <laughs> was so good and he said to the people in the audience like why are you getting offended over my family's experience <laughs> exactly. like See? we already laugh about this right. why are you getting offended and how so often we like to get offended on behalf of people mm -hmm. you know so like if you made a joke then i get a like i can't be offended on behalf of an entire group entire group of women yeah. men whatever so yeah well i mean it's it's pretty similar i mean like he has the experience but i guess like i don't know i still feel like even though we're you know together and have been for quite some time i still don't feel the uh the comfort to just like <laughs> go up on a stage and you know and <laughs> make racial jokes yeah well because race uh race in the u.s is so charged yeah um for a variety of reasons and some very good reasons and so especially if you have no context like you say if you haven't if you don't have the lived experience or the context on how to make that joke then it will probably offend people mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah but i think we should uh we should always be like striving to get closer and closer to like being able to inject humor in in all things because you know life is like never going to be perfect and if uh you right. can't like you know i don't know laugh about life sure no I that's not good i totally agree i think there's definitely uh we need to move towards just being able to not take ourselves so seriously yeah so that we can a see so some things for how stupid they really are like if you haven't faced something it's really hard to joke about it and not faced it as in having experienced it like you cannot say there is no racism in america and then want to joke about black people that's not going to work like you have to face the facts and say yeah. this is a reality this is why some people have the views that they have before you can even make a joke about it mm -hmm. or you know like skinny people or whatever like you have to say okay this is somebody's experience was that a joke against me in my, in my legs <laughs> that's no. off limits no <laughs> Your legs are not off limits. My legs, I, I take everything back. My legs are what's up? <laughs> too serious to joke about. Okay. Um, you heard it here first. Do not <laughs> joke about Andrew's legs. Now you know. Now everybody's going to look at your legs <laughs> next time they see you. <laughs> All right. Number 33. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone why haven't you told them yet? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Uh, I don't think there's anything that I would need. To, well, do you want to go first since I went first last time? Oh, yeah. wow. So chivalrous <laughs> of you. Usually like, just my turn. <laughs> my turn. You go first, baby. Uh, actually, I don't think so. Don't think so what? I don't think there's anything that I would want to communicate to somebody. I would probably call my uncle. I should call him tonight because it's his 82nd birthday. Mm -hmm. So I should call him That's awesome. and say happy birthday. But other than that, I don't think there's something that I've kept from somebody. 
fairly recently I was liberated enough to start communicating to people even when it's difficult like what I, f- I am feeling or you know in what sense uh like if you like if I was friends with somebody and something rubbed me the wrong way instead of like me working to just get over it you mm. know which is what you do most of the time mm-hmm. like bringing it up and saying okay. this this hurt me or telling somebody you know I really enjoy your company I hmm. really enjoy spending time with you um just have you told someone recently that they're annoying uh not recently I haven't had to aside from recently. me aside from you no okay. I mean I, I just spend too much time with you so I haven't had the opportunity I like to being tell annoying though. somebody else being annoying is fun it's a compliment when you tell me I'm annoying really yeah. okay I'll refrain so then you'll stop annoying <laughs> me so so nothing no. Aside from happy birthday, great uncle. Just uncle. Oh, I thought he's a great uncle for some reason. No, he's my mom's brother. Yeah. Not a great <laughs> uncle. I mean, 82 just feels like, but it's not really that far off though, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> That's always just quite scary. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same for me. Um, there's no, uh, There's no one person in particular that I need to tell anything to. No, are you sure? Think Why? About Do I need to tell really you something? Really carefully. I need to tell you where I've hidden the Sour Patch Kids all these <laughs> all this time before I go. That would be nice. <laughs> be nice. Let me know if there's any candy in the department <laughs> yeah. that I don't Stashed know about. Stashed away. Yeah. Trust me, I'll, I'll let you know. But uh, uh, I think I would just want to let uh, all my friends and family know that uh, they were like a joy to have in my life. You know, enjoy. <laughs> just uh, make sure that they know, like, that they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. Just let them know, like, you know. Oh, actually, I changed my mind. I have something to tell you. What? You need to start buying your own Christmas and birthday presents to send to your family. Okay. That's what I've got to say. I got to step it up. Yeah. That's what I gotta say. Well, if you're not gonna be around, then someone's gonna have to. What do you mean? Because isn't the question like before if you die? You die. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you'll take over the role. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Your house, Andrew Nimi, or your apartment downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. Containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets. You have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? The Christmas tree. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) Our first Christmas tree together. Uh, It is our first Christmas tree together. The lovely tree. The lovely fake tree that we build. <laughs> that has a feature because one of the string lights <laughs> <laughs> goes out. Goes out. I found the replacements, by the way, but nobody's putting them up. No. Um, so what would you take? What would you make one final dash um, Yeah, I'm not really like, a, there's nothing in here that I'm, you know, like really materialistic um, or I'm trying to think if there's anything like sentimental in here. You know, there's like some pictures, but I feel like. We can always make another print. So, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if there's anything that's that really jumps out at me aside from like things out of convenience. So it would be like my phone or my laptop. 
you know, which is <laughs> your phone pretty dull, but just making sure I have like everyone's numbers and all the info and stuff that I need. Yeah. But you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing even like <clears throat> work wise work related, you know, you wouldn't take your GPI awards. <laughs> birth um trophy in your adult life yeah i don't think they're uh again they could probably just make me another one <laughs> if i asked really nicely they might be they might do that for me yeah um yeah i don't know aside from that it would just be something like that out of convenience like either the, the phone or the laptop whichever i i was able to grab with the least amount of life risk while the fire is going on okay i hope you don't Make say you something feel bad. yeah exactly <laughs> uh what about that uh, beautiful wine <laughs> wine um, what is it wine decanter that your grandmother owned yeah, that we've never used came from grandma's grandma and grandpa's house i don't know if that was even it might have even been like my great grandma's so you wouldn't take that either wow just wow um, I- iphone wine decanter iPhone. iPhone's coming I mean, off. your iPhone is on you, so I kind of feel like that yeah, would yeah. be enough. Well, it'd be the laptop then. Laptop? Okay. I mean, yeah, probably the laptop. I would... I was going to say, there might be like a couple of like Bellagio chips in here or something. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take some Bellagio chips with you. could probably buy a, new, a couple <laughs> new laptops, <laughs> depending on how many Bellagio chips. Uh, I might be the only person in 2020 who does not use online storage so i would have to grab the hard drives with all my photos yeah because where am i going to find those photos yeah that's true if i don't have online storage that's true i'm just too cheap to buy and i don't want google mine aren't either knowing everything about me i mean they already do but like the idea of keeping some things to myself yeah um so i would take the hard drives i would take i don't i think you only get one thing they said one final dash. It depends how mm. fast you are on All right. the dash. Okay. And I would take my grand's jersey Aww. that I've had for forever. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, Which one is it? The red one? No, it's a blue one. I don't wear it because I don't mm. want it to. You don't want to wear it out. Get ruined. That's sweet. So yeah, that's that's what I would take. I would take my original favorable hoodie, maybe. Nice. There you go. Can't get them anymore. That's right. So. Try and grab that. Yeah, we. What about your What about your your engagement ring? I mean, you said one final. I was going to add that <laughs> to my list. That's I was third. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's after just, the hard drives. It's just Dang. a ring. Just a ring. It's messed up. The ring that you gave to me. Yeah. When you had it's, no money. It's a big to... moment. We're in a fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So yeah, that's. Because, I mean, there's some photos on there from when we were so young that we would not have That's access true. to ever I've, again. I forgot. So I got us. I got us. Don't worry. You know, you know my photos on there on your hard drive? Don't I? We have different. We have separate hard drives, right? Oh, we do. Um, okay. So, yeah, your photos would be gone forever. Huh. They just mainly are poker chips anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> There's right. also like the raw, vlog, the raw vlog footage on there. So I don't know if on I the would hard drive? that. Yeah. Those are, that's stuff isn't on youtube so mm. double uh double whammy if that gets burnt you're not allowed to come back and just like grab more stuff you had your chance you're out the door already yeah. andrew you're out gone shit <laughs> oh well <laughs> life goes on whatever we'll just take a lot more photos going forward 
Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Yours. You're my family. <laughs> You're going to say sleeping with your family again. <laughs> so are you going first or am I going first? You've already you already said. Ahead. You already I'll said. I'll hear what you have to say and then I'll maybe change my answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I'm talking about my nuclear family, then it would have to be my younger sister. Sure. That makes sense. Because you don't usually expect somebody who's younger than you to die first. Mm -hmm. So that would be very disturbing. Um, I think it's also just like the idea of what could have been, you know, like when somebody's older. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier to accept death because you say, oh, they've lived such a long life. Yeah. But in my non-nuclear family, in my maid family, it would have to be you. Um, especially this year after spending so much time together, it would be so stark to just have this apartment and nobody bothering me. And mm -hmm. Could be great. Never have to tiptoe around with awkward sleep schedules. No, but... Set the air to whatever temperature you want. Some perks, Get the entire sure. bed to yourself. Some perks for sure, but it would be very disturbing. I think because even though like this family is like a choice, right? It's not like your nuclear family where you just, this is these are your people, good luck. Um, this is like a choice and a choice daily or whatever, you know, yeah. like you choose to be here. So yeah, don't die. Don't disturb me. My brain does not need to be disturbed. I'll try my best to not die. So, you just copy everything I say, Andrew? Yeah. Um, I did say that I picked you before anybody else said any, before you said <laughs> anything. But um, if it's like between my my folks, then uh, I guess like most shocking, if that's the question, would be my mom just because, uh, mainly because uh, my grandmother lived into her early 90s. And sort of like just kind of equate my mom with my my mom with her mom, you know. So yeah. to lose her in her, her like early seventies would be quite the shock, I think. But yeah. Okay, mom, Nimi, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just stay. Thank you. Yeah, this question is dark and disturbing. But it's. I think it's good to talk about death because two things. We went to our ophthalmologist on Monday. Was it Monday? Sure. And he said. You sound like me or you sound like somebody. What did he say? Yeah, well, he saw you first and then I was in the room right next. Right. And he didn't realize that we were there together. And so he's like, are you here with somebody? And I said, yeah. And he said, yeah. Oh, he said, uh, the girl right next door. He's like, you guys sound alike. That's so weird. Like I haven't, I used to have that with my sister. People would mistake us all the time. People would come up to me in Whole Foods, be like, hi, I, and then I would just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have never met you. I don't know what yoga class you're talking about. <laughs> and we'd go, like we'd both do yoga and go hiking, even though separately. But to hear uh -huh. that you, a white man, sounds <laughs> like me, <laughs> that was quite funny. Yeah, I think it comes from... Uh, because you like enunciate your words a lot more so than any, uh, or than 
more so than most typical Americans do, mm-hmm. just like the way you speak. And I think I picked up a lot of that uh, just from conversating with you more so than with anybody else in the world. So um, we're not just becoming one where you can't separate one from the other? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Uh. Part of that is also, it's. I think it's also, it comes from like video creation too, where I'm trying to speak clearly make sure people understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> That's very important. And uh, so it's like a reinforced reinforcement of the way that like you speak, mm. I think. Okay. But uh, I think it's pretty natural for like people to sort of like become very similar to each other. You sort of like see couples where they like... Dress the same. Uh, I was just thinking more like about the language stuff. You know, they like make either similar jokes or like use similar words. Mm. They'll like, use the same word you know, same slang word or something that like not everyone would use. Yeah. That was a little bit disturbing. But the other disturbing thing, well, you said this question is disturbing. I am listening to Bill Perkins' book. I'm sure you guys know Bill Perkins. He's the fund manager, poker player. And his book kind of disturbing too. Okay. Well, he says we shouldn't be afraid to talk about death because it's inevitable. And what we do when we don't talk about death is just put off making decisions that we can make, right? So everybody's anxious about death for the most part, Mm -hmm. but then we don't do anything about it. Um, And instead of not talking about it and just living on autopilot, he encourages making decisions so that your death is not this catastrophic event for your family. Mm. So... That's got me thinking a lot. Um, Who really cares, though, about my family if I'm dead? <laughs> I guess nobody. You don't have to. I mean, I don't care about anything at that point. No, but the, I, he says his book is called Die With Zero. And the idea is that people continue to work and accumulate stuff and goods and money mm. for their family. But he Mm. says, how do you know that that's A, going to be sufficient for your family? You should actually be spending time with your family versus just collecting and accumulating money and not spending time. Because he is very pro-experience. And he says, your life should be about those moments. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about death. I think we should talk about death more often. You guys can figure it out when I'm gone. So it's like a normal... Thing. You guys can all figure it out when I'm gone. Like you're going to die first. I, I could be. die tomorrow. No. I almost got hit by a bus last <laughs> week. So. I know, that's, that was a. It's just not going to happen. I'm definitely going first, and then you can worry about all the finances and admin once I'm gone because I don't have time for that. Okay. All right. Let's go to the last question, Mister Convinced. You're dying. First. The last question. Is it the final question? The final question. Question thirty-six. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Yikes. So tell you a problem that I'm having and ask for your help with it? Ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Mm-hmm. So not how you should handle it, how I might handle it, I guess, right? Is that, yeah. Okay. All right. This assumes I have a problem. 
<laughs> Do you have no problem? I have very few problems. Okay. What one problem is it that I can help you with? Mm. Are there problems that you're not willing to share on this podcast? Uh, I mean, I feel like we've talked about the only real like sort of goal that I'm working on, which I wouldn't really consider it a problem, you know, which is just sort of like building wealth. So you literally have no other problems in your life besides like you don't have like what I don't. I think maybe you're thinking of a problem as this massive thing, you know, like this mountain. It can be a molehill and still a problem. I need a car. <laughs> okay. That's Why do you think problem. you need a car? Is um, that your problem? Is that the problem we we're agreeing on? Well, I don't know if it's a problem, but I guess like the way I look at the the situation is that I don't want to just get another like sort of economical car. You want to ball out? Not necessarily ball out. I just want something a little bit nicer. But if you go a little bit nicer, it's like a lot more expensive, it seems. Mm. So I'm at this point where like I don't want to sign like a three-year lease because I feel like I'll be able to afford the little bit nicer car like next year or the end of next year or the, <laughs> or in like 2022. Okay. Start of that. So you can't break a lease? <laughs> That's. I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know what the fees are. I don't know. So... This is a good problem. All right. It seems like a lame problem, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. It doesn't... Your problem doesn't have to be somebody else's problem. We were talking about this regarding trauma. Like, somebody can be scared. Yeah. Like, somebody can jump out of a closet and scare a kid, and that could traumatize them. I'd rather have a different problem. Okay. Give me another problem. I don't know what it is, though. Do you want to go first? No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll circle back. I think it's a decent problem. It doesn't have to be somebody else's problem for it to be a valid problem. (sighs) Do you want to circle back? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I have a problem in trying to balance the, all the things that I want to do. And I feel kind of stressed. Okay. I, I feel like I want to do all these things. And then I do none of these things because it's like overwhelming. Okay. Like by the time I f- leave my desk at whatever, one o'clock, and then I have this list of things that I want to do or like a project I want to start. And then it's dark at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then it's time for dinner almost. Right. I mean, it's easy. You could just say prioritize, but how do I prioritize? Because I want, I think all these things that I want to do are equally, I don't want to like start a project. If I wanted to start painting, right? That's going to take time. I'm not willing to give up eating well, because I just can't imagine eating takeout all the time because A, it's like wasteful, all that packaging. And I can't not work out. So what do I do? Where do I make the time to do all these things that I want to do? How do I do that? What would you do <laughs> if you had the desire to do multiple Are you things? saying that you need to do all these things every day, ideally? No. Okay, good. I think that like I sort of, I sort of equate it to working out because um, sometimes uh, every so often I'll fall off the working out wagon and it's like, 
sort of tough to get back into working out regularly. And the thing to do for me is to think about it in like very incremental terms. So if I can just like get to the gym, cause often like the thing that prevents me from getting there is like the, like the entire experience of like lifting weights and doing them in all these different sets mm-hmm. and like exhausting myself for the day. So that's just like too overwhelming for me. And then I end up not even going. But if I sort of think of it as like, just get there, put my headphones on so I can listen to some music and lift like a not very, uh, you know, heavy weight set, then it's easier to like get over that hurdle and just like get there and do it. And then that sort of leads to like doing it more often and like heavier weights and stuff eventually. So for painting, I would look to do something very incremental with, with the painting and like just start not necessarily like a grand masterpiece and have it all like try and do as much as possible. I would just try and like start something, a small uh, painting project and like just a couple strokes. One stroke? A couple strokes. (laughs) Okay. And just set like 20 minutes to do that little bit. And without you bothering me Mm -hmm. because I have you to contend with as well. Um, Dinner and then sleeping on time. Yeah, but I think we're pretty good about like saying if... Like if you want to do an at-home workout or something, then we are good about like saying, I'll be in the office for the next hour. Do you want to get anything out of there that you need so I can do this in the office? Mm. So I think we could do the same thing for whatever you want to do. Okay. So that's how I would approach it. Incrementally. Yeah. 10 minutes, 20 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Does that seem reasonable or does that seem? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like working out for me is non-negotiable. I don't care where I am. I don't care like what's happening. Even if I don't feel a hundred percent, my commitment was three times a week, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, like unless I'm deathly ill, that's what happens. Like it's just, so think of thinking about adding to that because I know like if I choose something, then I'm just like, that's it. But what is going to go? What do you mean if you choose something, that's it? Like I want that's I'm going to commit to doing it. Okay. So I don't want to add, like, I want to do these different things and have these experiences without being stressed because now I've added so much shit to my plate. Do you know what I mean? I guess so. But I would not look, like I said, kind of like not look to add an entire finished painting. Is that possible? I don't know how painting works necessarily. So can you start something and then come back to it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I would look to include it incrementally into my day uh, i feel like i would i would uh not worry so much about it taking away from working out and working and cooking dinner or whatever other things you might want to do if it's more of a bite size start mm. okay what about you what's your problem how are we solving it mm, just the car thing yeah okay so you have the option to break your lease. Okay. So if you got your car, A, I don't think you need a car. Like if I were in your shoes, I would not be looking to buy a car. I'm not buying, I'm leasing. Doesn't matter. Leasing, okay. getting an extra vehicle to park and pay insurance on because you're not going anywhere right now. Yeah, but sometimes I just want to go somewhere. So just go. But I feel bad taking your car. 
that Why? you finally paid off and made all these payments it's and just a putting call. Mi- and putting miles on and what if I break it and well that's ridiculous etc because it's just a car so I'm telling you today on this podcast but it's a big accomplishment to pay off a car no it actually I shouldn't have bought a car mm. but it was because in South Africa we didn't lease cars so when I bought my car I was just bought it yeah but now there's no more payments yeah that's fine so yeah, that's just great drive the car nobody cares mm. it's just a car I don't know maybe <laughs> think about just it just try it try driving it just I mean, try I it driven it yeah just try <laughs> going on a non-planned trip <sighs> what if you need it so okay no we're talking about the car <laughs> Purchase. so the a i wouldn't be looking to get a car because right you're not going anywhere but b once you're ready to get a car why don't you just get the thing that you want because it's going to bring you more joy in that moment and it's three years so even if you got the more expensive car for three years and turned around and was like mm, it wasn't worth it it's just a lease so you can then go back to your less expensive car so what would you do you just get the more expensive one yeah that's what you want I and it's know. not going to change your life too much just yeah the car. i don't know i don't know okay <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if we solved any problems. I don't know if I don't know if we did either. Do you feel more in love? Do you feel more connected? I after these thirty-six questions that lead to love. I don't feel less connected. That's for sure. But you don't feel more connected. I think, I think anything we do that is focused, focused conversation, focused inquiries, such as these questions, focused curiosity about each other will lead to a stronger bond. So, yes, I do think I am now more in love, more than I've ever been. <laughs> My answer is yes. Your answer is yes, you're more in love? Yeah, what about you? Yes. How can you say no? It'd just be like, we just wasted all this time. This failed. <laughs> this 36 Never do questions this. failed. <laughs> Nobody's more in love. You're just afraid to say no. You don't want to admit it. That what? That we are not more in love because of these <laughs> questions. <laughs> these 36 questions do not lead to love. But yeah, I think anything, anytime you're taking time, like I said, to like carve it out, carve out time to, uh, you know, be really engaged, look each other eye to eye and have a focused conversation, which is also your favorite thing in the world ever. Yeah, How you, can you go wrong? You spend. But I don't think these questions necessarily, I, I don't think they're like terrible questions. You don't think they're the ones I don't that think they're you like, love? I don't think they're like the magic questions that will make each other, make people fall in love with each other. Well, let me tell you, if I die by accident or by old age and you're looking for a girl, remember these questions. Really? And then try them out for okay. the first time with somebody brand new. Fine. And sure. And see if these 36 questions lead to love. I suppose so. I mean, like they cover a lot of like... Like big important things you that know? people don't talk it's about like very, generally. Yeah, it's like very well-rounded life stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's like worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's not convinced by these <laughs> questions. Um, and then when you like put a number on it, like the thirty-six questions, you're sort of like forcing each other to go through all of them, mm-hmm. you know, rather than like just asking. Just be curious about yeah, your partner. about each other. Yeah, right. yeah. 
So I think it's like the process of it. Hmm. Well, also making sure that they're like well-rounded, I guess. Would you recommend other couples do these 36 questions? Sure. Why not? I don't think it can hurt. Maybe if you're bored. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do you think it could cause people to break up that are together? Uh, Realizing how very off they are? Maybe, but they'll probably break up at some point anyway. It, it's not the fault of the question. You don't have to like worry about the questions <laughs> r- ruining your relationship. No. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we have any listener feedback, questions, comments. Yeah. We have a message uh, from 781. Welcome back, 781. I have the same social anxiety that Andrew does regarding how some things I say in social situations will be construed by other people. Thank God it's not just me. Andrew mentioned that when Boosie speaks, everyone seems interested. I think Andrew is noticing that because he himself is so enraptured by Boosie that he's paying closer attention than likely anyone else is to what Boosie is saying. That's very true. Uh, maybe. I think sometimes we extrapolate how we act and feel to others. So in this instant, he likely feels that everyone pays as much attention to what he says as he pays to Boosie when she is talking. Also, I think in groups of close friends or family, people will react far less to the stuff because they know us so well. So it's much harder to sway an opinion much. Casual acquaintances are paying far less attention and any perceived gaffes are likely not noticed or for or f- soon forgotten. Um, I have the same issue though, <laughs> he says. So he knows, mm-hmm. you know, he knows the truth. He's like, right. we're, we're paying attention to one another. But when you go out into the world, People got bills to pay. People yeah. got husbands and wives to look after. Sure. People are busy. I know these things, but I forget them in the moment. How do you think you could remember them in the moment? I don't know. That's a problem I have for we you to, to solve. <laughs> we need to do like a Pavlov's dog experiment on you. You know, where you sort of ring a bell in the presence of people to remind you. Like you should sit in a lot, mm. like a, a chime on your phone. A little shocker on my leg. <laughs> no, just. Wired into my brain. So as soon as I start <laughs> thinking about the wrong things, it shocks my leg. No, baby. That's what we need. Something simple. Like you could, every time you're going out with people, you could set an alarm, your phone reminder for yourself with a beep. And then it will go off like, you know, 20 minutes after you arrive. Yeah. And that might remind you. I want the shocker. Okay. Get the shocker. The leg shocker, that is. <laughs> On the skinny legs? Yeah. From Elon Musk's brain no, implants. We're not. That's what we need. So I'll be like conversating and I'll be like, you know, thinking about what people are thinking. And I'll just be like, ah, you know, in the middle of the conversation. You know, people, people wonder what the hell's going on, you that's think? A, that's just a terrible idea. Please okay. don't do that. Okay. Terrible idea. Terrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see if we have any YouTube comments. Jim D says, concerning the catcalls, which we spoke about last week on last week's episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. where after I almost ran in front of a bus, um, a man decided to catcall me. And Jim says, men have the shotgun approach and women have the sniper approach in meeting people. 
a scatter versus precise method. Mm -hmm. So then I asked Jim, I said... How many guns do you have? <laughs> no, I said, how often do you think the scatter method is successful? Uh. He says, unless the guy is dropped it, handsome, and the stars are aligned at the right moment, the scatter approach success rate is slim 1% to nil. Yes. Correct. Do you agree with yes. this? Yes. Yeah. I do. Are you like a sniper type? Yes. So you're more like a girl? <laughs> Put it that way, I guess. Suppose I am, yeah. <laughs> but didn't they? Uh, didn't James call you the poker assassin? Sure. Because you just lie in waiting mm. and go. That's right. I do. So. Yeah. Andrew takes the sniper mm -hmm. approach. Maybe I need to add some shotguns to my weapon you're, arsenal. You're too old. Multiple shotguns. Just. No. I don't think so. No, I think you're. you're Full, fully automatic machine gun. <laughs> okay. All right, I think that's it. I think that's all we have time for on this episode of Tells. It is Hanukkah and Christmas. I think yesterday was the last day of Hanukkah. Okay. If you I'll celebrate, take your word for it. happy Hanukkah. Yes, guys. You celebrate happy Hanukkah. Christmas. Happy Christmas to you. On Do you know what's a great a great way to celebrate celebrate Christmas? Drinking eggnog. That too, but also grabbing yourself or a friend something off of favorableapparel.com perhaps a money band look at that money band it says favorable on it and in the back it's got the other favorable logo check it out maybe a t-shirt cap hoodie so many options on favorableapparel.com there you go so uh happy holidays merry christmas uh if you like this podcast please like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed. If you're watching without subscribing, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And please write to us. Hello at tellspodcast.com or text or call us. We haven't had a voice message in a while. Yep. Heartbreaking. Tune in next week to find out whether we've bought a house. <laughs> okay, at that low percentage of four percent, we probably will not have. Chances are we won't, but you never know. Um, what you disturbed me right before I said this telephone number. If you would like to call us, leave us a voice message. It is seven zero two six nine zero nine two nine nine. And until next time, adios. Bye. Bye. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs.